There we go. Welcome to the Finding Hope podcast from Hope University. This broadcast is being sponsored by Rooster's Restaurant located at 350 East Barnett Road, right here in Medford. Without any further ado, we're going to allow uh, Jeremy to be introduced by our good friend Scotty. And uh, Scotty, why don't you start out the questioning? I'm starting this out with a little bit of a giggle because when you said this is sponsored by Roosters, I wanted to go, isn't that funny? Well, I'm sure Annette Annette will appreciate that. She will. She would appreciate that. So uh, I'm introducing uh, Jeremy. He's in one of our uh, um, recovery houses. Uh, You've been at the Summit House for how long now? I've been at Summit House for over a year now. Over a year. And you've been in our programs for almost two. Uh, yeah. Weren't you at the Kelly Shelter to start out with? I started out with the Kelly Shelter yeah. in 2021. Yes. No, 20, 20. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, 20. Yeah. And it's funny. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, it's funny how uh, the question about Rogue Retreat is because when I actually, Chris uh, Hine, uh, for, when I was staying at the... I was staying at the uh, the shelter, warming shelter in Grants Pass, right before after my brother died, and he said, "You have to be stuck in Grants Pass," and I told him no. And I came to Grants, or I came to Medford, and I first shot at the Kelly Shelter, and I've been there ever since. Well, not the Kelly Shelter, but uh, Rogue Retreat. I have not left Rogue Retreat. Since I've been there, almost did. You almost moved. I, I I did. I almost went back to California, but I found out that wasn't the, probably the smartest move because I wanted to make sure that I had my housing, my financial, and everything I had uh, set up for me, taken care of, so I don't ever have to go through the homelessness again. So just out of curiosity, because I'm an ex-Californian. Um, <laughs> You know, you can check out, but you can never leave totally. But anyway, <laughs> what part of California were you from? I'm from Hayward, California. Oh, my goodness gracious. I was from a town called Pittsburgh in the I East Bay. I know Pittsburgh very yeah. well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. New York, right by New York. Yep, yep. What a strange world. Wow. I have a couple uh, of uh, aunts living in Pittsburgh. Ah, we 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 won't ask now, but we'll get, we'll compare notes and see if I recognize the name. But we won't do this now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let me just ask you this. So, because uh, I know a little bit about you, you know, and it's like, uh, so you were in Grants Pass. You mentioned it earlier. You were in Grants Pass, but you and your brother came up from California, and didn't your brother pass away? My brother was murdered. Uh, that's oh, yeah. sad. Yeah. In Grants Pass. He was murdered by my ex fiance. Uh, in Grants Pass. And that kind of puts you down in a downward spiral oh, if yeah. you weren't already there. Yeah, it taught me a lot about life. I, I can tell you that. It taught me a lot about who I am today. Yeah. Um, it taught me about who I could have been if I gave in to my anger and stuff like that, but um, it definitely brought me closer to God in a lot, in a big way. Yeah, and it also brought you closer to, in your recovery. Yeah. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, you have well over 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have 18 months in, oct- in uh, 
April. In April. Okay. I've just been around you for a while, so that that's why I, yeah. So I get a little confused on time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like with time now, because I have been through like NAAA well, seven, eight years at a time before, but nothing would ever compare to my recovery that I have today. Uh, what I've gained today and my knowledge and who I am and all that I do, um, it's, I owe that to Robert Tree. Nice. Everything, you know, uh, Kelly Shelter, everything, you know, when I, when I, when I went to the, when I came to the Kelly Shelter, I looked totally different than I, when I, when I came, I can't even, I'm not even the same person, you know, um, but, um, you know, going through what I went through with my brother, um, it's still there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's teaching me stuff daily. Yeah. And how long, how long, uh, do you know how long you were in the Kelly shelter before they offered you the summit house? Uh, I was at the Kelly shelter for 13 months. 13 months. Well, so it's got to be, I did 13 months in the shelter, because yeah. I remember I had a relapse for like a month, and then... While you were at the Kelly shelter? Yeah. Yeah. And then I went back and did it all over again, and did uh, on track, and uh, yeah. So what is it about Rogue Retreat that... You attribute to them um, helping you help yourself. What 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 was the catalyst for that? Do you think um, they showed me love? They showed me that somebody could love me other than myself when I couldn't, and that's what I needed at the time. I didn't know that because everything I had taken away from me, uh, my family. Uh, I didn't have any friends. Um, God made it apparent that I had everything taken from me because he was teaching me a very valuable lesson in life because I was I was a different person. I mean, I'm not even the same person I used to be, and thank God for that. So, well, I'm, just in the time I've known you, I've seen a change. You yeah. know, your demeanor, you know, how you talk to people and that type of stuff. Because, I mean, you were pretty angry. You know, when I first met you, you were pretty angry. Yeah. And I, I think I met you uh, about two months into your stay at the Kelly Shelter. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've been around you, you know, yeah. but I've seen a change, you know. And I, I kind of heard you say it, and I just kind of want to reiterate, but it sounded to me like uh, someone, somebody else showing you care and concern and love. It was Marcy. Yeah. It was Marcy. I, I remember... Um, my goal was to come and drop off Debbie and Travis from Grants Pass to the gallery shelter, and I did that. And then I wanted to catch the next bus and go to where my brother was killed and kill myself. Oh. That's what I was going to do. That's what I was planning on doing. But I talked to Marcy, and she showed me that uh, that somebody actually cared. And, you know, she became my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it, it just that... Just that little piece that you just, just said. Just, I don't think she's ever known that. Well, now she will. Yeah. You know, because, and we're talking about Mar Marcy Comas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And she was she was working part-time. Well, no, she was working full-time, but she was a guest host mm -hmm. at that time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, she was, 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. That, that is. See, and that's, I talk about this a lot as far as like, uh, we never know the seeds that we plant. You know, you know what I mean? So it's, that was good to hear. Yeah, it was weird though, because I was, uh, when I was in there, people like always act up, and especially people when they like disrespected her, I was the one that like was like really close to like throwing those people out. And she was like, Jeremy, stop it. And I remember the wish, and I couldn't, I can't, uh, I can't uh, express how that actually changed me because I don't think she even knows that. And I, yeah, she's gonna know that now, but that's cool. Because it was her, it was her that showed me because I remember she was in Grant's past and you know, they showed me a lot of love. Yeah. At the warming shelter. Yeah, because yeah. she would do the warming shelter and also work at the Kelly shelter mm-hmm. over here. Yeah, they got me out of there. They got me out of that uh, the darkness, and they gave me a place to shine. And just like I told in one of these podcasts that I had when I first started, that I'm going to make it sound so loud in the heavens that my brother hears me and says, that's, <laughs> that's my brother. Well, I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it, that's, that's some good stuff. Because, uh, you know, um, yeah. everything I, I, I have, I, I give it to Robert Street. Robert Street's awesome. They saved my life. Um, and they saved my life when I didn't have one. Yeah. And look at me now. I know. Look at you now. Yeah. You know, well, I was supposed to be dead. I'm not even supposed to be here. I had surgery last year at this time. And I was supposed to be put on hospice. I wasn't even supposed to make it past this year. Look at me. I mean, my body's changed. Everything's changed. God's given me a new chance, a new uh, chance at life. And I'm not going to ever take advantage of that. Well, I'm going to take advantage of that, but... Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. No, yeah, believe me, I get it too. Yeah, we, we do understand. Yeah. No, because uh, something... Many people don't know is that uh, two weeks ago this past Saturday, I had a heart attack. And I was... At Rooster's Restaurant, they get a bonus plug, don't they? Yeah, (laughs) on Barnett. And I was just fortunate because the um, significant other to the owner, uh, he's known as Bear, and he gave me CPR. And because of that, I'm here. I died twice. And it was fortunate because I was there. I lived by myself. And it could have happened at home where, you know, I wouldn't be found for, you know, for a while. And, or I could have been someplace else where nobody knew CPR and I'd be gone. Fortunately, I'm not. And so it, it's just one of those things. So when you when you mentioned that, I said, yeah, well, I have to mention this because I was, and of course, Scotty was one of the first people because he and I both know the owner. Yeah, we're and, very close. Yeah, and she called him. 
because she knew that we knew each other through a myriad of recent circumstances. So it was just one thing. I feel like even though I'm having a lot to process, but I feel like it's a new, a new beginning for me. I know it sounds trite maybe, but it... No. So this is what I'm hearing. We're, we're sitting here, we're interviewing Jeremy. I know. And it brings up something for Stan, you know? And it kind of, what, what I see is, uh, it's because of Rogue Retreat. Yes. That both of you have a new lease on life and are moving forward, you know? And it's because Rogue Retreat treats us, us, and I say us because I'm included in this. Yes. As family. Can I say something? Yes. Sure. Uh, I wanted to say something about your heart attack. Um, that's, uh, that, that's horrible. And I, I can relate to that. Um, that hits home to me a lot. I remember my last two months out in the streets in Grants Pass where I defecated myself. Mm. And I was there. I mean, when somebody that goes through a heart attack and they go through that, when that feeling of heaviness that's all over your body. Yes. Uh-huh. And the paramedics come and they were like, People just drive past you in the street. Ooh. You know, and I sat there for seven hours. And I remember it was 90 degrees, and I kept fading in and fading out. People were just walking out screaming, and nobody would help me. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that day that the paramedics came, um, I will never forget, uh, they said, you need to go to the hospital. And I said, no, I'm okay. Oh, no, you need to go to the hospital. And so, well, you, we're not going to be able to stay here unless you go to the hospital. And, you know, because I was very stubborn. Was <laughs> very, very, very stubborn person. And like I said, you said my attitude has changed. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I don't know. I'm just blessed to be in a spot that I never thought I would be in. Um, there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of, um, of stuff that I wish I could I can take back, but there's all learning experience in my life. And you know what? And Rogue Retreat has been there. And I would never even have heard of Rogue Retreat unless I made that train, I made that stop, uh, made that extra effort to get on that bus. Wow. You yeah, know, and so, my goal was to kill myself. Yeah. And God turned something, He turned a broken plant into something beautiful. Mm. You know? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because this always makes me think of how almost circular uh, life has. I mean, I had no idea, for example, that I, I don't know how we, Scotty and I were talking one day, and oh, and we, both, we, we had a commonality in that we both knew Annette. And through all sorts of series of things with with that, and of course, uh, me being involved with Rogue Retreat, and you know, Chad, and I certainly knew Marcy and uh, Matt, and all the people here, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to be here doing what I'm doing, although it's been sort of crazy lately because of stuff that's happened, but. I'll tell you this. This is going to be really excellent when it's published. I, I will tell you. I don't hear too many edits. 
Because <laughs> the message is out there. No. Well, see, that's but see, that's the part though. People need to know the whole story, not just some edited thing that sounds like it's put together and pieced together in a little tidy bundle, where you're hearing just what people want you to hear. You need to hear the unblemished story. So that that um, so you're still at the Summit House, and it is so not knowing. Let me ask you: that, are, are they still planning on moving the Summit House, or are they putting a a, a back burner on that right now? Uh, no, actually, right now I'm at the teller to get in my uh, Section Eight. So you're moving into your own place mm -hmm. so, as soon as you can find something. Either through Rover Street or through Section 8, whatever. I mean, right now, I'm just being patient. Um, I just want to get everything set up because one day I want to go home. I don't see, that's just it. I don't know if I want to go home and do this or I want to stay here and do something and, like, help, like, work through Rover Street or something. You know what I mean? And uh, I actually want to go back to school and get my uh, child psychology because I want to work with kids. You know, uh, especially with kids that uh, have the same issues with me, anger, um, stuff like that. Uh, people that's been sexually molested, people that's been hurt in their life. I think that I can help out a lot. Um, well, if, like... You know I'm the man you want to talk to if you want to get more education, because uh, yeah. we're there. You're at that point. I mean, I have my Katie already. I mean, I have a lot of stuff already there, too. I mean, I've already been a counselor for seven and a half years in my life. Oh. You know, uh, in California, I was in a big, big, uh, I was in Project 90. Um, I had solidarity. And, like, now, I have a new chance at life. I want to make a difference in helping the younger, younger youth, so they don't ever have to pick up drugs. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, drugs is not the way to go. <laughs> so I, I want to give you a <clears throat> next few minutes. I want to give you a complete free reign. What do you want to tell people out there who are listening to this podcast about anything? PG. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> You notice how I do that in there. <laughs> I, I guess the one thing that I can probably tell somebody that's been through the hell and back is to always be honest about everything that you do. Um, it doesn't matter if you have to start over. It doesn't matter if you have to uh, um, continue to research and, and find more stuff about you. But as long as you're intact to maintain your honesty, there's nothing that can get past you in life. Uh, your honesty is everything and as long as your honesty with yourself there's nothing that you can't overcome so thank you Jeremy that was awesome really and yeah. do you think part of this is because I've certainly known a great number of people and unfortunately some people never get out of it uh, I have a nephew that I used to be close with that's uh, Alcoholic, meth, the whole number, and uh, and had a lot of anger in his life. But do you think that sometimes there are a lot of inner demons that you have to fight against? Amen. Yes, daily. I think that daily that if I'm if I'm not facing them, then I'm hiding them, and I no longer want to hide anything about me today because that's what I did in my past. 
was hide it, hide it, hide it. As long as like somebody didn't see it like right in front of me, then it was okay. But you know what? It was still there. And uh, those demons, yeah. Um, even though we think that we don't exercise them, we exercise them without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen so many people that I was close to and, you know, it, it, thank you for saying what you've said because it gives me permission to be able to say this because I, I was once, my nephew once told me that I was more of a dad to him than his dad was. And he's basically, his dad was nothing more than a, a brother, but he was more than just a sperm donor and nothing more. And unfortunately, his his son just got the anger part and he didn't appreciate the what was good in his life. So he allowed himself to get the, an excuse to do drugs and alcohol. And he, now he's 52 years old and I have a feeling, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm having a feeling he'll never find himself, never find his voice. Sometimes it takes time. Yep. I know. I, I, yeah. Well, this has been a true blessing. It I has. Love your word, as far as uh, um, transparency, you know, being honest with yourself and others. That's that keys keys down with the word transparency for me. You know, mm -hmm. being transparent. And I talk a lot about relationships. You know, and how to create relationships. And there's three points on relationships that I always talk about, and that's the relationship with you have with yourself, mm -hmm. with your higher power, God, yeah. you know, and the relationship that you have with others around you, you know, and uh, I've noticed that about you, Jeremy, is the relationship that you've created with yourself and with your God, and then now the relationships that you create with others, and it all boils down to transparency, you know, being honest with everybody, including yourself. Yeah, because a lot of it had to do when I was hiding from people and I was in anger and, and I was using, I was not letting people know who I was. And, you know, just because I've had the father that molested or I had the father that beat up on us or I had the, the didn't have the love from the family, it doesn't mean I have to be the person that they are. And I learned that at a very young age, and it took me, well, till 41 to actually start practicing that. And I practice that on a day-to-day -day basis. I, everything that I, I do, I mean, you can ask Greg, I mean, everything that I do is just, it's all about who I am today. And it's about um, making me grow and shine in his glory and not mine, right. you know? Um, I'm just blessed. I'm really blessed to the people because I don't think I'm good with uh, with relationships at all. I mean, people's like, you need to get in a relationship. I said, are you kidding me? The last relationship killed my brother. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And you think I'm just going to jump into a relationship? No, I don't think I'm really good at relationships, but I'm learning how to uh, take people's, um, um, I don't forget the word, um, you know, just give people the chances they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Greg, we were talking Greg Brown, who is also, he's he's kind of been your mentor slash house mother, 
right? Yeah, and I, and I actually told him uh, uh, last week, and I was like, so I just can't wait till I get this all over with. He was like, why? So he can actually just be my sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, he's, so. you know, and for those of you that don't know Greg, uh, he, he is the uh, case manager for both uh, the Herald's Haven and for Summit House. And he is, he is an integral part you know, of, of a lot of people's recovery. And now I know the Greg you're talking about yeah. because I've met him before. Yeah, I think you even interviewed him once. Uh, probably uh, they're all running together. No, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he, yeah, he's, 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 like I said, he's an integral part in uh, a lot of people's recoveries. Yeah. You know, especially in this valley. And he's got the he's got the the maturity, I guess, yeah. and the enthusiasm yeah. that I want yeah. and Good. recovery. And he's got that no no nonsense thing. Yes, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he it's like you can tell him anything you want, but he's gonna sit there and say, he might want to be honest. With yeah, him. he's gonna he's gonna call you on so, it. So wait, well, before we conclude this, which yeah. we should. Not that we couldn't go on for a long time more, <laughs> but Jeremy, do you have a last name? I'm sure you must. Yeah, I do. Le Monte. That's why I didn't give it because I don't. Oh, know forget it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's L A capital B and the boy O N T Le Monte. Okay, means... okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad I know it, but there's no damn way I'm going to say it. <laughs> Native American. Oh, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. You know. I think one of the most important things for me is learning to be your own best friend. Amen. Yeah. Because all of us have warts in our lives. All of us have blemishes. All of us have stuff, as I like call it. <laughs> Whenever you do that, I sit there and go, oh, here comes an edit. No, 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 no. Because really... It, without that, because, man, we all have stuff in our lives. Yeah. We all have. I mean, you know, I was, I was, um, I was never into drugs, but I sure did think that the uh, ice cubes melting my glass was a very comforting sound. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And I really, um, I loved my alcohol. And I was not into drugs, but I did. But I, well, alcohol is a drug. Let's face it. Yes. And I'll tell you, I I remember. I I know. I I never got to where I had to be, you know, homeless or anything like that. But I could have been. I certainly hung around well, with the wrong kind of people at times. I will go there. I can tell the stories. Fortunately, they weren't my stories. But the funny thing is. <laughs> no, what I mean by what my story is, I didn't do the drugs and wasn't involved in this stuff, but I sure watched some adventures that they had and knew I didn't want them. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I, I, I find it, because, uh, and I, I say this once in a while, but I used to play that game, gee, I'm glad I'm not that guy, you know, and I changed that game to uh, There by the Grace of God. Yes. You know, go I. And yeah, it's like when we start getting that mentality, you know, there. But I could have been. I could have been. Well, I mean, that's really what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, because I, that's what I'm hearing you say. My dad used to say, "Those are yets." 
Those are yet. Yeah. Those are yet. He's got thirty nine years clean and and well, my stepdad. He's got thirty nine years clean in NA in California. I've got a huge, 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 huge like five thousand people in my inner circle for NA in California. And then when I like when I said when my brother passed away, we were we were inseparable and then I'm still stuck here. And and I've been thinking, I was like, why am I still stuck here? And it's just like my myself is not ready to um the big part of me ended here. You know what I mean? And so now I just think it's really cool that I get to spread God's love. It just being me. Yeah. You know, and the labate means uh, the one who brings in uh, truth, and that's the meaning of my last name. And cool. So it's going to tell you, and I tell you that my uh, status quo is actually about being honest about who you are. Yeah. You know, that that's honest. I can tell you that my name is the one who brings in truth. And I'm just learning that because as long as I'm more honest and as uh, bluntly honest as I can possibly be, I need to be that way. Because it's so easy to say, yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, is, this, is, this has been fun. It's, um, it's always fun. Well, it always is, but I mean, wow. This, this brings truth to, to today. Right. You know, because, uh, you know... Stan and I've been, we were sitting here for a couple of minutes earlier today and talking about how, you know, he's, he's back with us now and everything. And, and, uh, it's like, it's all part of the plan, you know, and as long as we walk that, right, Stan? That's right. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and, you know, there's fun, this has been energy affirming because, when you go through, when I go through something like this, and I'm so used to doing things now and being able to do things, and when you have this, when you're in a great deal of pain like I was after this happened, and and you almost get, because of, I almost got depressed. Oh, but, yeah. You know, going depressed, dealing with this. Thing of how this is going to affect my life, whether I will still be able to be here. Because I love it here so much. Okay, Stan, stop it! <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> so, those of you that don't know it, Stan is uh, having a little bit of a uh, breathing thing. We're all going to take a breath. I know that I wanted to mention this also. We've been trying to get Jeremy in here for the past couple of months. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I remember. So uh, that just kind of reaffirms the plan. You know, it's like it brought a lot of healing for Stan. It brought a lot of healing for myself. And it sounds to me like it brought some healing to you. So it happens when it happens. And for you to come in today, you know, after... Uh, all this has been happening for the past few weeks for us, you know. Uh, you just reaffirmed that there is a God. And I just appreciate you being here, and I want to say thank you very oh, much. Oh, I do. You know, this could not have happened at a better time. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you have everything happen the way the way it did, and the recent events in my life, and everything just molded together, smushed together, we could say. 
really made it nice. Anyway, I sorry folks, we were a little bit over time, but this I think is worth it. <laughs> and let's do we have anything else that we want to add that uh, for the good of the order, as they say? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, our next one is going to be in the, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. And we're going to bring you uh, somebody that is just as interesting, if not more interesting, as Stan and myself. And uh, <laughs> I want to oh, yeah. again thank uh, Jeremy. Uh, so say your name, Le, Le Bon... Le Bonte. Le Bonte. Le Bonte. Oh, listen, yeah. it sounds French, and I, just I know French Canadian Indian. Well, yeah, listen, yeah. see the thing is right now because of all the CPR and everything, it's painful to laugh, but yeah. but I can't stop from laughing anyway. And you'll be paid back, Scotty, for that one. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very hey. much for joining us. And do you have any closing? And just to thank everybody for listening, and and this concludes this episode of the Finding Hope podcast from Hope University, presented by Rooster's Restaurant, located at 350 East Oh, gosh. Anyway, take care, everybody. Stop button. An illustration of a red circle on a... Stop button. An illustration of... A-